Welcome to Series 1 of Talking Tunes, a podcast series produced by students on the MA Radio, Audio and Podcasting course at the University of Sunderland, where we delve into different aspects of music consumption and learn a bit about each other along the way. This is Episode 2, Music is Universal. My name is Dom and I'm joined here by Endurance and Mariam and we're currently stood out in the cold of Sunderland High Street. It is freezing out here. We must have rang the buzzer about three times. We're currently waiting to be let into the studio of up-and-coming music producer Sean Boyle. He goes by the name of Sean and he's going to let us into his studio to take over the place and turn it into a podcast studio just for today. We want to ask him about his musical influences and why he loves music and why he started music. We might as well hear some of our own opinions too. Before all that though, we actually need to get into the place first. We need to get him down here to let us into the door. Hello. Sean, it's Dom, Mariam and Endurance. We're oh, just... right, aye. Sorry, I forgot. Um, I'll be done in it. Hiya. Sorry for keeping you waiting. Um, I, I was, uh, yeah. I, I was busy. Okay. Um, but Understandable, he's... Sean. I mean, where do you, well, where do you park? <laughs> oh, just outside. Oh, just over there. Oh, right, right, cool, that's fine. Right, well, are you coming in or are you standing Of course, here? if you want us to. <laughs> are you going to stand in the cold all day or are you coming in here? Well, that's the reason we're, we're going here, up. standing outside here. <laughs> I'm right. freezing. Right, we'll get you a cup of tea then. Right, come on. <laughs> So, what does everybody take? Tea for me. Uh, me, no sugar, no milk, please. Nay bother, not a problem. By the way, Sean, your studio is really cool. But how did you get this? Is it through funding or anything? I mean, I, I got a bit of funding for the university, but majority of the funds came for doing like, live shows, releasing albums, releasing singles. Uh, I thought it was a smart idea to get a place that can capture my ideas for music, uh, my feelings for lyrics, and my creativity for instrumentals. Uh, when I found this place, everything just kind of pieced together. I, I think I got proper lucky. So Sean, what kind of music do you make here in the studio? I mean, it's mainly hip-hop, um, but I am trying to like delve into other styles, other genres, just different cultures, but I think the main influence in the main culture is American, mainly American music, American artists that I take, take influence from. Is that the way you're trying to go then, down the rap scene, you think? Uh, as I said, I am trying to delve into other things, like maybe a wee bit rock here and there, R&B, but I think my main focus is still hip-hop. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't care if you like that music. I mean, that, that's really interesting, because that was part of my childhood, the American, um, American style uh, kind of music. Uh, like, when I was growing up, you know, I came from Syria, so it's completely a different background. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to American music, mm. like, you know, Eminem was my role model back then even though I didn't understand most of his lyrics when especially you know rapping is so fast so I could understand mm-hmm. anything but I really enjoyed the music aspect of it and it was just like you know like yeah loving it even when I came here I kept the habit of listening to uh, American and British music and that's basically helped me a lot with learning English language like I didn't know back then that would be beneficial right now uh, so it worked really uh, really well 
until I realized listening to the songs that we used to listen back then, like, you know, we have, in a family tradition, we have, um, like, a cup of tea time. So we used to sit outside in a balcony and enjoy um, listening to music while um, having a cup of tea. And the music we used to listen to was um, like from the 60s, 50s that mom and dad used to listen to. And now I feel like listening back to it, it gives me, you know, nostalgia. And I feel like home uh, some way. And especially like if I listen to Um Kalthoum's songs. So it's, it's really old. She is like really old songs, but her songs are still alive. Basically, she was born uh, in... 1898 but as I said her songs are still alive oh that's really interesting because I used to do the same thing with my dad um, like I used to I used to do that all the time with him I'm I'm so intrigued by this story yeah like, you're so invested in that story John you've you forgot to make my tea oh you're joking sorry mate right I'll, I'll go make it for you then yeah you better do <laughs> I'll come too and make sure you don't forget my biscuits as well what was her name again? Um, um Kathum. Is she still alive? Uh, no, she was born in 1898. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not alive. <laughs> oh, but that's that's really great that you have that that kind of experience. I could I could definitely relate to that because growing up, my dad's music was basically our music at home. He would not let us rest. It's, it's um. His turntable. I don't know if you know anything about that. There's, he's, he's always playing a song, and my dad was into this um, ju- different genres of music in Nigeria, which is um, juju, uh, high life. The likes of King Sonia Day. You definitely would know the persons I'm talking about. The likes of King Sonia Day. The likes of Barista. The likes of um, Orlando Award. This up. I mean, people that were major in the 70s and the 60s in Nigeria. So I, I kind of have that kind of background because I, my dad always listened to that kind of music and I grew to love them. I mean, if, if I'm talking to a regular Nigerian youth and I sing those songs, I'd be like, where did you get that from? It's because my dad used to listen to those kind of songs. But for myself, my, my music influence kind of changed because uh, growing up in Nigeria in, 2000, in the 2000, American music was the order of the day because of the proliferation of the Western media. So I, I grew up listening to the likes of Celine Dion, the likes of Beyonce, um, um, Nicki Minaj so those, those were the songs that I listened to this were the, because I mean it was on TV it was playing on almost all the radio stations in parties these are the things you listen to it was not until I started working um, officially in the radio industry in Nigeria that I began to really appreciate Afrobeat itself it was not then that I like okay I began to really pay attention I, I knew about you know Afrobeat singers then I mean the like of Two-Face the likes of Idris Abukarim I knew about them but I, it wasn't something I would my go-to music or my go-to genre of music so it was my work in the radio industry that actually influenced me to pay attention to Afrobeat music and it's now my preference it's now my go-to music now and talking about inf- music influences I had a conversation with an Afrobeat music enthusiast that's Tolani Banks and I asked him about his um, music influence what influenced his preference in music and he had lovely things to say my, my dad is a music enthusiast as well, so he introduced me to uh, music earlier like Saturday morning chores was we blasting or him playing his finally, you know, 45 sunny, you know, 
sound player, you know, bring out his records with Bali and, you know, tells you about, oh, this music is uh, Skater Davis and this music was produced back in 1963. Oh, this is different people. This is Don Williams. This is that. This is that. So I grew up listening to that. That gave me, like, uh, should I say, a potpourri of music that I can choose from anywhere. So when I listen to a, a, a music of uh, Frankie and the TK band coming from the DR Congo, and I don't understand a word of what they are saying, but I'm enjoying the sound and every beat and I'm dancing to it. Uh, I would say that's where I get my, you know, influences from. Yeah, from different, I don't limit myself to just one, you know, genre. I listen to different, you know, and I'm opportune from that background. My dad actually opened my mind to different sounds from different parts of the world. And I, I just built on that and I found out that music is just universal with no matter where you're coming from you can feel the vibe you just let it sink in and just listen to it and one thing i learned about my conversation with tholani banks is that music is universal is that music uh, music genre is interwoven because if you look at afrobeat now Afrobeat is in, has been influenced by several other music that emanate from Africa. Music like Fuji, music like High Life, music like Juju. You can find the variants of this music in Afrobeat. And I think this is also applicable to other genres of music because I, I don't think that a genre can stand alone and say, oh, this genre totally emanated without any other influences. One thing must have influenced you to make that kind of music and also our music preference like that. The things that we are consciously and unconsciously um, exposed to influence our preference. So music influences is basically the things that we've been exposed to and the things that we have access to for me. Um, that's great. Honestly, that's really interesting. And you did say um, there is different kinds of um, Afro beat. Yeah, there is. There is. You said names. What are they again? I, I, there is. Uh, okay, now there is Afro beat and there is Afro beat. So I, oh, it's different. Me. Believe me, I do not know the difference. But the, this, the different genre of music that I know that have influenced Afro beat, you say high life, you will say um, juju, you will say uh, fuji. So these are genre very popular in Africa, very popular in Nigeria, and you can find variants of it in Afrobeat itself. Juju, Juju name, Juju is, music. Yeah, Juju music. It yeah. sounds catchy. How does it sound? Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> it's it's very. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it's very street worthy. It's like the songs you hear on the street. You know, it's songs that have street credibility that regular people listen to. They have their own um, popularities that have a huge number of following. And it's really huge in Nigeria, believe me. Very, very huge. Could you hum it? Could you just sing it? I don't know. I want to I know how does it... Uh, um, is uh, Said Oshukba Juju... Uh, I, I can't. See, I have... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't, really. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What we must know? We were talking about Afrobeat and I also mentioned some other genre of music in Nigeria and I mentioned Juju. You wanted me to hum it, but I can't do it. <laughs> is that, is that oh, why the laughing was happening? Yeah, I really yeah. wanted yeah, I really wanted to hear what Juju sends and she's like, no, I can't do it. Don't worry, I'm going to play a record for you, but I can't <laughs> sing it. I mean, that's why we came back through. We heard all of this commotion and this laughing. Like. Sean, you've got such a big studio here. Are you, are you sure you've not got any Juju on track? <laughs> I, 
I can guarantee you I've got nothing like that. <laughs> that is definitely not. You need to update your system. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get that on. It's a bit of a disappointment. Um, speaking of genres, though, in the first episode, we did hear from Hot Rat's owner, Marty. He was telling us all about the different genres. He doesn't really believe in genres, but um, we're going to move on to talk to him again, hear a little bit of what you're saying about influences. We've heard from Endurance and Mariam, you, know, you were telling us about yours. But, you know, Marty himself, he has some more mainstream influences. I feel sorry for kids these days because you've got nothing. We were all into punk. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of my mates were headbangers, actually. So, first band I ever saw was Rush. We, but we were all punks, and I feel sorry for kids these days because you don't get into anything like that. And I don't know, it probably seems a bit silly to you, but first album I ever bought was The Beatles. Um, yeah, and I still love The Beatles. So, it was it was really strange to, to hear that from Marty because um, I, f- I feel like I'm in the same kind of boat as him. Um, I mean, when I was born, obviously, I didn't listen to the music from my era. I was listening to Tupac and Biggie and Nas and stuff before my time. So it's weird to hear how influences transpire through time, even before we're born. Um, I, f- I thought it was interesting. I, I, I like that, that no, look no, on I, things. I, I do fully agree because it's really funny how, and it's the same for a lot of people, how you can kind of idolise that music from before you were born. Like for myself, that was like like 90s, and especially early, like noughties music. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody plays All Rise by Blue around me, like you will see me dance like a maniac, like 100% definitely. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because any of us like have that kind of musical influences. Mm-hmm. It's the same for the normal person on the street. And it's the same for a world-renowned music star, say, I don't know, like Andrew Rochford. There was loads. I mean, my uncle Bill was my main musical influence. Uh, but then, back then, I used to listen to a lot of uh, 70s soul and 70s drunk. I used to play Sly and the Family Stone, um, Jimi Hendrix I loved. And uh, also a lot of reggae music that my family used to listen to. And singers like Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye. Funny enough, a lot of Stevie Wonder stuff kind of woke me up to spiritual side of life it wasn't just about music and and it was that depth of feeling that you can only get once you started living life that is something that you either learn and pick up it's in your nature or not sean you've got a new track for us don't you i do indeed uh it's so early in the process of the song that there's not even lyrics yet but it will be coming up on a project soon well, while we get an exclusive first listen to the track, which you can find on Bandcamp in the links in the podcast description, why don't you listen to the third episode of This Has Been Talking Tunes. Talking Tunes is a Spark podcast, and it was produced by Mariam Almahamid, Sean Boyle, Don Brown and Endurance Idowu at the University of Sunderland. In our next episode, Nathaniel, Adam, Jack and Christiana will be discussing how we listen to music, both in the modern world and in times gone by. The music for these episodes was written and produced by Sean, For more episodes of Talking Tunes, head to sparksunderland.com slash gtky.